cliffcentral.com. Here is the way to start this brand new year. And this is obviously the best way to start the year. It's something that people absolutely relied on as we closed off the end of last year. Dr. Hanan Bushkin, everybody loves him. I, uh, I got to see him just before the holidays. And I hope you've had a break, Doc. You, you, you had a nice little break. You went away with the family, didn't you? I did, I did, I did. Um, went, um, I went driving right through the through the south coast. I'm telling you, this country is magnificent. Uh, for those people who are complaining about what this country has to offer, oh boy, sure. If we just get our political situation right, this country is gold. Yeah. I tell you. So it was great Absolutely. to see to see incredible sights and meet incredible people, which is really special for sure. And the kids had a good time. The best, the best. We went camping, uh, we went to the beach, we did some, uh, the road tripping was the best. You know, the kids, <laughs> you know, it's funny because um, kids uh, can just find play out of anything. You just give them just the space and the time yeah. and they can just find joy in anything, which is a great lesson for us adults too. They don't need gadgets and they don't need yeah. extra, you know, fluff and all kinds of, all kinds of, they don't need anything. They just need sand and beach and, uh, and air and time. And they just make the most out of it. It's beautiful. Well, I, I did a, a little bit of uh, mental health uh, DIY and, and cleaning up over the holidays. Cause I did a tech detox for a while. I hardly, made any social media interactions. I, I, I didn't post very much. I, I wasn't online for at least three or four days in total um, when I was away because it was actually really nice to not have a signal there and kind of just have conversations with people and also sleep without checking your phone before you go to sleep and wake up without checking your phone before you, you know, really started doing the day. And it was really good. Um, I thought that that was something that, it's pretty easy. We can all do it. Might be a, a really good idea to start the year off with as little of that as possible. And I feel like I'm going to carry on doing that this year. I'm going to, I'm going to spend, I'm going to really budget time. You know how you said we've got so many coins. It's your coin theory, which I love. Don't waste the coins on stupid and meaningless interactions and don't waste them on dumb things. I'm not going to waste time and attention on social media the way that we have been. I think it is overwhelmingly a worse thing for us than it is a good thing. Yeah, for and sure. Got you. Yeah. You know, if you just let it go, if you just let it, just let it take over, it will, it will not help you. It will hinder you. That's my yeah, opinion. for sure. No, listen, uh, we can use social media for good. If you want to bake a beautiful chocolate cake, social media can be incredible. But if you're comparing your life to someone else's, then it's just a waste of time. And it's so easy to just kind of keep on scrolling and scrolling and scrolling. And 45 minutes later, you're still scrolling. And the, the terrible thing is that you're not scrolling and feeling better about yourself. It's not like by the end of the scroll, suddenly you have these extra coins to spend on your family and your friends on your health. By the end of the coins, you're depleted. You want to go to bed and just rest and, right. and worry about your miserable life and how come you're not as good as person X, Y, and Z. So it right. doesn't make you better. It certainly doesn't. Well, I didn't want us to, to start talking about that, but it was an interesting experience I had. So what I want to address this morning with you, and you're the best person to tell us about this. There are certain kinds of people that you encounter in your life that may not be good for you either. So just like social media, you should budget time with them. And we had a couple of really interesting people join us on the show and who you gave direct advice to with respect to their own toxic situations. But there are certain types of, of toxic and dangerous people who you need to avoid. And maybe you can start the new year by figuring out which of those people 
it would be worth giving a wide berth to, right? Mm-hmm. How can we For cut sure. these people out? And, and, you know, when you say cut people out, we don't mean like ghost them. We don't mean that you ignore them and pretend that they don't exist. Just limit the amount of time and influence that they have on your life. For sure. So let me start by saying that uh, it's a difficult question. You know, people ask me, like, how do you define even a toxic person? Hmm. And um, so people say, well, a person doesn't make you feel good. But I want to remind everybody that the difference between children and adults, and you and I have discussed this before, the difference between children and adults is children really use their feelings as barometers to judge whether what they're doing is right or wrong. So to a child, what feels good must be good, and what feels bad must be bad. So chocolate feels good, it must be good for me, and broccoli feels bad, it must be bad for me. Adults, adults, and I, and I don't mean adults by age because you get many 50-year-olds that are still 12-year-olds. So I mean adults in terms of emotional maturity. They don't use their feelings as barometers. They use it in the context of what is my goal? What Mm -hmm. is my goal? And if it services my goal, then it's good for me. And if it doesn't service my goal, then it's not good for me, irrespective of how it feels. So Jim, for example, services my goal. It feels horrible, but it's good for me because it's in service of what do I want? And goal setting, especially now at the start of this new year, is so important because it always starts with what do I want? And people don't want to set goals for a number of reasons. Number one is because the commitment to a goal requires you to let go of everything else. So the moment I commit to going to Cape Town, I have to let go of Joburg. I have to let go of the potential going to Durban. I have to let go of the potential going to the coast. I'm going to Cape Town. And people are very are very greedy. They want to go to Cape Town while still being in Joburg, while still driving to Durban, while still being at the coast. It doesn't work that way. So once I commit to marriage, I have to let go of being single. Once I commit to job A, I have to let go of potential job B. I have to. The commitment requires me to be an adult because that means I can't have sweet A and sweet B. This is a this is a, a religious, uh, a fundamental part of religion and all the good teachings of religion. There's sacrifice involved, right? Absolutely. But, but I, I just want to quickly go back to something because we cannot emphasize this enough. We are being told all over the world in every media outlet by people on, on TV talk shows. We're being told this in blogs. We're being told this by motivational speakers. Trust your feelings, your feelings. <sighs> How do you feel about this? Now, what you just said, and this is controversial. What you just said is, no, only children make all their decisions based on their feelings. This is a huge step. Let's just go over that again because people need to – there's a lot of mixed messaging coming from the media. Right. What Let me be very told, clear. Absolutely. No, what you right. just told us is very Absolutely different. Right. Like, you know, those ladies on The View who are like, well, I feel this way about it. So therefore it must be good for me. Oh my gosh. No, you know what? Like this whole cult of trust your gut. What is gut? You know, the people go on, like, I trust my gut. And when I turn to people and go, what is your gut? Explain to me what your gut is. People are like, yeah, it's that inner voice. Really? Really? Let me tell you what gut is. Gut is, this, by the way. <laughs> let me tell you what gut is. Gut is a mixture of of your life experience, life experiences, plus the croissant that you had last night, plus the coffee that you drank this morning, plus your mother, you know, shitting on you in the morning because you woke up too late. That's a mixture of gut feel. 
So now suddenly you have another cup of coffee and you'll see your gut feels, your gut feels suddenly changes. Yeah. So you don't, we don't trust this gut feel. And I know it's very controversial because people love, uh, especially the esoteric people love this idea of trusting your gut. And I'm asking you to not trust your gut. I'm asking you to make decisions, not based on how you feel. I'm asking yeah. you to make decision on whether it services your goal. Right. And therefore, and therefore the starting point is always, what do I want? What do I want? So as I said to you, the reason why people don't want to set goals is because they have to sacrifice, as you correctly said. The second reason why people don't want to set goals is because now it puts right in front of you the potential of failure. The moment I set a target, I might miss it. Right. The moment I set a target. Exactly. Exactly. So people yourself and by other people and by by society, by social media, of course. Of course. So I don't want to go on social media and say, I'm going to lose 10 kilograms because I might not. So I just want to wing it. I want to wing it because just in case I don't make it, I'm not going to be judged. So people don't want to set goals because they don't want to fail. But let me tell you something. If you don't set goals, I'm telling you, you're going to be bleeding inefficiency. You're going to be bleeding inefficiency. So if I think about it this way, If I'm setting my goal to go to Cape Town, that's where I'm going. And somebody comes along and says, can I have a lift to Durban? The answer is no. Now I can set boundaries because I know where Mm -hmm. I'm going. But if I don't know where I'm going and somebody says to me, can I have a lift to Durban? The answer is, yeah, why not? Listen, I was going nowhere anyway. So suddenly, 20 years later, I was everywhere for everyone else, but not for me because I didn't set goals. If I don't service my God, I will service somebody else's God. Listen, I'm going to be serving a God anyway. That's right. human nature. So people go, well, what if I don't have goals? What if I just stand still? Well, that's a perfect recipe for depression. So you ah. don't have an option. You don't have an option. So you have an option either to serve your God, somebody else's God, or be depressed. Those are your three options. That's it. So you choose. Are you going to service your God, somebody else's God, or you're going to be depressed. Well, depression is out of the question. Serving somebody else's God will think about it this way. Waking up at 92 years old at the end of your life, do you think you'd be proud of serving somebody else's God? So I want everybody to, at the very least, set goals for different areas of your life, for your relationship, for your health, for your financial security, for your sense of purpose. Set goals. Now, going back to toxic people, again, how do we judge and how do we assess whether somebody's toxic? Well, once you've set the goal, which can can take you a little bit of time, but once you've set the goal, ask yourself, does this person make me get to my goal? Does this person service my goal? And if the answer is yes, then they're welcome in your circle. Mm -hmm. And if the answer is no, then they are toxic irrespective of their title. They're toxic irrespective of the title. And irrespective of like automatic relationships, like just because they're family or just because you've been friends exactly. a long time. Or That's what I mean by title for sure. Because someone who, who, you know, was friends with your ex or you, you don't need to keep passengers on, on, on this, this train indefinitely. Listen, one, one of the, one of the core principles that I live by is history does not mean value. Just because somebody was valuable to you then, it doesn't yeah. mean that they're valuable to you now. Listen, when I was seven years old, I had different goals. Certain people service their goal. When I was 16 years old, I had different goals. Some people service their goal. Now at 42, I have different goals. And those people that serviced other goals are no longer, are no longer 
of service to my goal. And that's okay. There's nothing selfish in the traditional way of saying, hey, I'm only going to welcome people into my space that service my goal. As a matter of fact, that's the only way, that's the only way that you should be living. Right. To live for everybody else, what kind of medal do you, I mean, do you think like it gives you some, some form of accolade? Do you kind of, yeah. you know, wear a medal at the end of the year going, <laughs> yes, I helped everybody else by myself? You have no service to your kids, to your wife, if you help everybody else and not your circle and not your goal. So we start with what is your goal and ask yourself, do the people in my circle help me service that goal? And if they don't, we label them as, pe- and let's call it unhelpful people, or let's yes. use our terminology, toxic people. So, do- Dr. Hanan, I wanted to ask you something. You, you used the word there that I, I was having a pretty heated conversation with somebody after I'd let them know a little something about how I roll in my personal life. But one thing I said to this person is there's a reason why, Number one, I'll never date anybody who's never been an elite athlete. Not because I think I'm better than people. It's because I know they understand sacrifice. But you also think you're better than people. Well, I am better than people, but that's a different conversation for a different time. Um, But the only context I've ever lived life in where I know people know what sacrifice is, is in an elite sporting environment. One thing I've realized is people don't get to practice how to sacrifice. You, You know, you can practice that. But I don't know how we can do it for children. So maybe it's it's something for another podcast to uh, for you to maybe bring to us uh, something once you've maybe well, g- given it some thought. But people, I, I, I do I do think it deserves. Sorry, Mbulala, I don't want to interrupt, but we have got like two minutes left of this of this uh, you know, this little bit with Doctor Kanan, and you both have hit on this really interesting idea of sacrifice and what it is and where it comes from and why it's good because essentially the present you is delaying gratification for the future you. And humans are unique in their ability to do that. Animals don't know how to do that. Uh, a lot of children don't know how to do that. And unless you learn delayed gratification and you learn to invest in the future you by sacrificing things today, your life doesn't get better. It just gets worse or stays exactly the same. And as Dr. Right. Hanan said, that's probably not a great way to go. I think we must explore this in another discussion because it's too big to just gloss over this morning. But I do like this idea of like, not this trust your gut nonsense that so many people go along with start the year properly. And, and by the way, Dr. Hanan with the goals, cause that's also audacious for some people. It's scary. You know, it's a, Absolutely. it makes them, it makes them anxious. They're like, Oh God, God I have to set these incredible goals or I, I have big ambitions and now I have to write them down. I have to live up to my own standards. It doesn't have to be big things, right? No, completely. It has to be simple, simple steps that excite you. Simple steps that you can identify with. But I want you to to differentiate between all the different areas of your life. And I'll finish off by telling you the eight different areas of your life that you should be very conscious of setting goals in. And sit down and write it out. Don't be lazy. Sit down and write it out. And whatever draft you write is good enough. And maybe through these podcasts, we can kind of expand on it a bit more. But these are the eight areas. Career, financial security, family, friends, romantic, diet, exercise, and sleep. Those are the eight areas that you should definitely start with writing simple, specific, realistic, measurable goals that you can be excited about. Start there and then judge whether the people in your world service that goal or not. I love it. Uh, those eight categories, you see this word makes a podcast great. You just hit that little back 15 seconds, you write them down. And you just put one little thing down in each category. Start off there and then you can expand on that as you go. But don't put too much pressure on yourself all at once. And also this this whole idea that everybody has to have everything organized and together 
on the 1st of January. It's nonsense, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Start small. So, and it's a work in progress. Give yourself a bit of a chance. Throughout your life. It doesn't end. Okay. Beautiful. Dr. Hanan, right. it's great to see you. This is a perfect way to start the year. We got some good, uh, we got some good and useful information to, to get cracking on 2022. I hope it's going to be a great year for you. I hope that lots of people, you. I hope that lots of people are going to benefit from our weekly interactions. And of course, if you have any ideas or you have any personal issues you want to unpack with Dr. Hanan, we don't care how personal it is. If you need the help, this is where we will give it to you. You're not going to get a free consultation from someone who's as experienced as Dr. Hanan anywhere else. And if you try to get an appointment with a, with a really good shrink, good luck to you. They, they're all full up because there's so many people with problems out there. So this is the place to get it for free. And by doing it, by sharing it with us, by sharing it with Dr. Hanan, you may just end up helping other people who aren't brave enough to come forward. So this is something to think about too. If you're going through a lot, you've got some kind of personal issue you want to unpack, you've just had a horrible divorce, you just had a a really terrible holiday with somebody. You've decided to cut someone out of your life. You decided to bring someone else into your life. You've got something you want to discuss. Here's where you can do it. We will welcome you with open arms. You don't have to worry about people making fun of you because that the point of this show is to help you, not to make you feel bad. All right. Very right. Good. Thank you, Doc. Nice to see you guys. All right. See you next week. Excellent. Dr. Hanan Bushkin, we will catch up with him in the next while and see him every Monday for it's going to be okay. And you know what? If it's not okay, that's also where you bring us your stories. We can unpack them and help sort out other people's lives.